I twisted my fork through the blueberry pie and wished it was apple. I've never been fond of blueberry, not even when the berries were wild and fresh from the forest. These were fresh from a can. Barry's Diner advertised itself as home of the best blueberry pie in New York City. That should have been the tip-off, but the sign outside said only award-winning homemade pie, so I'd come in hoping for a slice of fresh apple and found myself amid a sea of diners eating blueberry. Sure, the restaurant carried apple, but if everyone else was eating blueberry, I couldn't stand out by ordering something different. It didn't help that I had to accompany the pie with decaf coffee, in a place that seemed to brew only one pot and leave it simmering all day. The regular coffee smelled great, but caffeine was off my menu today, so I settled for inhaling it as I nibbled the crust on my pie. At least that was homemade. I shifted on my seat, the vinyl-covered stool squeaking under me, the noise lost in the sounds of the diner, the clatter of china and silverware, the steady murmur of conversation regularly erupting in laughs or shouts. The door behind me opened with a tinkle of the bell, a gust of October air, and a belch of exhaust fumes that stole that rich scent of fresh coffee. A man in a dirt-encrusted ball cap clanked his metal lunchbox onto the counter beside my plate. He got another one last night, number four. Police just confirmed it. I slanted my gaze his way, in case he was talking to me. He wasn't, of course. I was invisible, or as close to it as a non-superhero could get, having donned the ultimate female disguise, no apparent makeup, and 35 pounds of extra padding. Who'd he get this time? The server asked as she poured coffee for the newcomer. Little old Chinese lady closing up her shop. Choked her with a wire. Garroted, said a man sitting farther down the corner. Gary who? The other man folded his newspaper, rustling it with a flourish. Garroted. If you use something to strangle someone, it's called garroting. The Spanish used it as a method of execution. I glanced at the speaker. A silver-haired man in a suit, manicured fingernails resting on his Wall Street journal. Not the sort you'd expect to know the origin of the term garroted. Next thing you know, his neighbors would be on TV, telling the world he'd seemed like such a nice man. They continued talking. I struggled to ignore them, had to ignore them. I had a job to do and couldn't allow myself to be sidetracked. It wasn't easy. Words and phrases kept tumbling my way. Killer, victim, police, investigation. No leads. I could, with effort, block the words, remind myself that they had nothing to do with me but the voices weren't so easy to push aside. Sharp with excitement, as if this was something they'd seen in a movie, and the victims were nothing more than actors who, when the credits rolled, would stand up, 
wash off the fake blood and grab a cigarette before heading home to their families. The Helter Skelter Killer. Even the name was catchy, almost jocular. I bet he was proud of it. He'd risen from the ranks of the unnamed, and now he was someone, the Helter Skelter Killer. I pictured him sitting in a coffee shop like this, eavesdropping on a conversation like this one, his heart tripping every time he heard his new name. My hand tightened on my fork. A burr on the handle dug in. I squeezed until pain forced my thoughts back on track. It wasn't my concern. There were dozens of killers all across the continent, plotting crimes just as ruthless. Nothing to be done about it, and I was no longer in a position to try. I took a swig of coffee.